Well, we are moments removed from Illinois losing to Indiana, 71-68. to Big disappointing loss for the Illinois Fighting Illini without Shannon Carter Jr., who was in concussion protocol, who could not play. So Illinois came up shorthanded, and nobody, really nobody, really gave them a chance without him. Illinois battled, just could not finish at the very end of the game versus Indiana. We're here to discuss what kind of led to the end of the game. And those Big Ten officials, of course, always have to make sure, we always have to make sure that we know they're there. They always have to make their presence felt. Um, But there was things outside of the referees that led to Illinois not able to pull off this win. Um like and subscribe to YouTube channel, follow right on Apple and iTunes, all that good stuff. Check out all the affiliate description below. Illinois loses 71 to 68 in the final moments versus Indiana. Indiana came down and hit, you know, had an and one, I believe. And then Illinois apps at the free throw line went one, one for two on free throws. Um, then came down. RJ Melendez had a shot to tie the game, rimmed out. Um, Illinois was outscored in the second half, 36-30, to 30, after outscoring Indiana 38-35 to 35 in the first half. Um, before we really break it down, um, Mayer had a great first half. He ended up with 24 points total, 4 of 11 three-point shooting, 6 of 7 at the free throw line, 7 for 17. Field goal-wise, he was a leading scorer for Illinois. Um... Epps was the second leading scorer with 12 points. Danger with 11. Um, Goody came back in. He played some good time minutes and did some good things out there with seven points. Um, Hawkins with six points. Melendez only with two. Um, Harris with two and Rogers with four. Um, on the Indiana side, of course, you know, T. Jackson had 26 points. Cop had 12 points. Thompson had 10 points. Um, Hood at 13 points. Galloway had two points. Um, Things that led to this Illinois loss was not lack of effort. They gave a lot of effort. It was just a lot of miscues in the second half. The first half, they started off rough, and then high energy. Mayer was just lights out um, in the first half. In the second half, he just looked a little tired. He looked, um, his shot looked a little off and just could not. You know, do the things that he was doing in the first half into the second half. Um, Overall, shooting percentage-wise, Indiana shot a better percentage of 43% to 39%. Um, Three-point line, Indiana was 5 for 11. Illinois took 20 and was 6 for 20. Um, Free throws, Illinois was 14 of 18. Indiana 8 of 13. Rebounds, Indiana rebounded 41 to 37. 50 offensive rebounds to 12 for Indiana, and defensive rebounds was 26 to 25. Um, Indiana more assists at 14, had eight steals for Indiana. Uh, Illinois did have nine steals, nine blocks, turned the ball over 11 times. Indiana turned it over 14 times. Um, the largest lead for Illinois was nine. The largest lead for Indiana was five. Ultimately, this ain't going to be a long, you know, post game. This ain't going to be a long recap. Ultimately. Illinois, you know, in that first half when they started to get on the run and started to play well was Mayer was hitting threes. We were getting offensive rebounds. We were forcing Indiana to turn the ball over. And we were just kind of making dumb decisions uh, and and late. And then in the second half, Indiana came out and played extremely tough, had a lot of high energy. 
Um, we got in a little bit of foul trouble there with Danger and Coleman Hawkins getting their early time fouls. And so Indiana went to a high low, which is where they're looking at the three point line, mainly free throw line to get the ball and turn around and dump it off after running their motion offense around. And that's what they call a high low situation. And that's what Indiana was doing a very good job of against Illinois. Um, and then Matthew Mayer just went cold. I don't know if he, what he scored in the second half, but it was not a lot. I believe he was 0 for 7 shooting-wise in the second half, so you had to rely on other guys to come in. And in the, the tale of two halves, Illinois was really focusing on the three-point line in the first half, and then the second half they came in and really started to focus on underneath the three-point line in the paint because they were struggling outside, but they were able to get danger going a little bit. Um, Epps really drove hard to the basket. Coleman Hawkins had a couple good drives. Um you know, just just a lot of those things, but you know, Jackson Davis. You know, he's 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 a dude. Uh, without you know uh, Kofi Coburn in the middle there to stop him, Danger does you know what he can. But Kofi Coburn really it shows what he was really capable of guarding him because Indiana when they played Indiana, he didn't do all these things that he was just now doing to Illinois and. You know, another thing we can look back on is the missed layups. I think there was four or five missed layups for Illinois in the first half right at the rim where nobody was there. There was no contact. And then in the second half, there was at least one or two more missed layups where they're they're doing this weird thing going up with the opposite hand when they're on this side trying to do this real reverse thing that you teach guys not to do. And no wonder why high school coaches are losing our minds when our kids do this because they watch TV and they watch these guys in college do this. Um, and then just not consistency in the effort. I mean, there was some effort, and then when Indiana comes in in those final moments in the last four minutes of the game, really high energy, was really going after the ball, really attacking the basket. They were um, making shots, two dribble shooting type things where they get two hard dribbles into the lane, shoot it. You know, that's that's really where they were making their money. And then Illinois, just a couple ticky-tack fouls, but ultimately the refs – one thing with the refs that I have a problem with, and in Illinois in high school we have a ref shortage, you know, I'm, and I'm sure in college it's not going to get any better. But one thing, looking at it from a coach and a fan perspective, they can't stand when they call a game a certain way, let things go, and then as the game gets a little, you know, to the six-minute mark, all of a sudden, those things they weren't calling, they were letting go. They're starting to call and start to make these questionable decisions. And I know there's times in football or basketball, you're going to let certain things go at the end. You, you know, we talk about the Super Bowl and the hold there. You can't allow that type of call to impact the game, or you can't decide to make that call if it's been happening pick and choosing and I know in times in basketball games we can they could call every single thing they see but you're telling these 18 19 20 21 22 year olds this is how the game has been played the entire first half you know in 10 minutes into the second half and all of a sudden they're still playing the same way and you as a ref decide well I guess this is a foul I just haven't called it and I'm going to start calling it because we're getting near the end and that's that's my issue where if something looks, you call a foul, and maybe it is. Maybe by textbook, it's a foul. But if you're not calling it the entire first half and you're getting these players used to this, well, now you're calling things in the second half 
different. And that's a big issue I have had this year personally with high school refs and watching some of these college refs is you can't call a game a certain way and then change it. And so at the end there with some of these fouls that the refs were calling, I did not understand them or say, you know, well, this was happening the whole first half and most of the second half. But Illinois just, they got cold and they're shooting in the second half. Um, and then they just just allowed Indiana to get a couple extra rebounds. And then the fouls didn't help. Um, you know, I think Matthew Mayer just looked a little tired, but he, you know, came up big on defense as well. So just just those things really hurt Illinois. Not having Shannon Carter Jr. at the end. You're playing a lot of freshmen. Um, you know, for Illinois, you're playing a lot of freshmen. You're expecting a lot of Epps who made some freshmen. You know, he'll probably, he made some freshman decisions that we have to live with. You know, you look at Rodgers. He, you know, missed some layups, but he brought you high energy, but he's going to make those freshman mistakes or sacrifice a little bit there on offense from him to give into his defense. Harris, you know, didn't provide too much. Goody, he's getting his footing back. You know, he was three for five shooting, one from three in the three-point line um, with two assists, two rebounds, a steal, and a block. So until he finds his footing, this is kind of what we're going to see, but it's nice to have a guy out there with a high basketball IQ. RJ Melendez has been struggling, and I have a feeling that if, you know, in the starting lineup, he's not he's obviously not going to start when Shannon Carter Jr. comes back, and you just have that feeling with Goody when he starts to find his footing back that RJ Melendez's playing time is going to get cut down. I would not be surprised how that ends where he just leaves the Illinois program because this, this is bad, his – Shot is bad. He went up and he he's the one that missed two to three of those layups, and just things are not going well. So Brad Underwood's going to have to have this conversation with him, and it's just not going well. Um, ultimately, for Goody in this situation, or excuse me, RJ Melendez with Goody coming back. So if Goody gets back into shape and gets his footing back under him, he's going to be the guy that's going to come in and play a lot more. The thing that's going to continue to hurt this Illinois team is selling for threes way too much. I know that Mayer was on fire, but everybody else all of a sudden thinks they're going to start shooting these threes. And then you ignore the three-point line a lot in the second half. Illinois cannot be this team that just falls in love with shooting threes over and over and over. In the second half, it was proven that Illinois can be the team to go into the paint and Danger can do some things. We can drive into the lane. We can make some of these contested shots. We can make some of these contested layups. But Illinois, you know, at times, we'll, we talked about it early on in the season, they tense up. They settle for the three-point line shooting. And Illinois is just not that team. You know, they, we did a little bit last year. We just settled too much from the three-point line. And that's just not what – I mean, we shot 30% from three-point line. And then we were 39.3% from two. So – they just settled too much for the three-point line in the first half, and then the second half, it just kind of disappears. So, you, you know, it's a tale of two halves. Um, then you just allow Indiana to get some extra offensive rebounds, but that came from Coleman Hawkins and Danger getting into foul trouble. So, Illinois, still a very good team, still a team that can make a run at this Big Ten title in the tournament and make a run in the tournament. When things click, they're a pretty good team. We just forced up too many shots. Sometimes they started to stand around again today. Um, just when things don't go right, those have been the common things. Um, Indiana was a team that just didn't panic. They didn't get frustrated. Um, Illinois had to figure out who they were. Now when Shannon Carter Jr. comes back and you have him and Mayer, and then if Epps continues to play the way he's playing, 
Danger and Hawkins. I mean, that's that's a good lineup. It's a very good team. But with Melendez struggling the way he is, with Goody not, you know, being a hundred percent back in shape, basketball shape, um, these are the type of struggles that we're going to see. And for Illinois, it's not going to get any easier. Um, obviously, in the Big Ten, no, nothing is easy. You know, they're going to have this makeup game here in about two days versus Minnesota. Then you got to play Northwestern, who is on fire right now. Ohio State, that's always a problem. Michigan, who is struggling, but depending on how we're playing, um, you know, you're going to feel a little different about that game. And then the big time game versus Purdue to end it before we get into the Big Ten tournament. So just to try to end this out in the last five games, we can go on a run. We can win every single one of those games. Um, Purdue, we'd have to give them absolutely everything we've got, but all, and Northwestern. Um, but getting Shannon Carter Jr. back from his concussion protocol, hopefully by the time we get to Minnesota. But if not, I think if, if we play the way we did in a combined full game, we can do that. But Illinois just gave up rebounds at the end. Um, kind of the, the refs kind of made their presence known there near the end. And we just, you know, could not hit a lot of jump shots there in the second half. A lot of minutes played by a lot of guys. So maybe we were tired. Um, Indiana, that is a hostile environment. So just a lot of those things, I think, were built up for Illinois. Um, but that will be our Illinois versus Indiana post-game recap. Uh, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe button for the YouTube channel. Follow and rate on Apple and iTunes. Check out all the affiliates in the description below. Helps grow the podcast. Check out everything else there. Check out all the other videos. Um, thank you guys again for watching and or listening. And we will see you guys next time.